Hello and welcome to Advisor Gold, The Missing Allocation, the show where financial professionals learn the why, how, and what to help their clients own physical gold and silver. This podcast is designed to complement the training at goldandsilveradvisors.com. I'm your host, Kerry Morris. I work with clients and run a financial planning practice every day, and we've used physical metals in our financial plans for nearly a decade. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Ryan Long, second generation in the gold and silver business and president of National Gold Consultants, which only promotes their business through a large advisor network. If you're a consumer listener to this podcast, welcome. This is not financial, legal, or tax advice. It's education, folks, and you're welcome to have your advisor reach out to us, or you can email us directly with your question. In this episode, we answer the question, why have gold and silver prices been lagging when the stock market is crashing? Is this normal? Is the seesaw broke? What's going to happen from here? After listening today, you'll know the answers to these questions and have specific facts you can discuss with your clients. Now, here's my conversation with Ryan. Hello and welcome, folks. This is Kerry here with my co-host, Ryan, a good friend for a long time. Hey, today we're going to answer the question, as you heard, why gold and silver prices have been lagging while the stock market has been dropping since November of 2021. So here we are in mid-June, Ryan, and you know, a lot of people have this question, right? So this is a wonderful topic to cover today. Absolutely, Kerry. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of people, when we talk about how gold and silver have this counterbalance mentality inside of your portfolio, they want instant results, right? You're, a, you're an American. You want instant rice, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hey, it should flip right away. It, it should. It should. Well, and sometimes, Carrie, it does. But for 99 out of 100 times, it always has a delay. And, and that's what we're experiencing right now. We, we saw this, you know, in the 87 crashes. We saw this at the Y2K crash, the 2008 type crash. That's you know, right. it, 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 it's one of those things, Carrie, gold and silver is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing right now. That's right. And, you know, one thing we're going to reference today, guys, is uh, a chart on macrotrends.net. You can go there and find it. Just It's a wonderful uh, website. And just go in there and look for Fed balance sheet versus gold price. That's on macrotrends.net. I'll put, it, I'll put that in the notes uh, of the podcast, too. So Fed balance sheet versus gold price. Because, Ryan, this is really fascinating because when we look back at like a, a 20 year back to 2004, for example, this chart goes back. You just mentioned how it did in 2008. And during all those years of when the Fed first started doing quantitative, quantitative easing, it's so fancy, I can't even pronounce it, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> when they first started printing money out of thin air uh, and started that in 2009, when you look at this chart, you could see how the, gold, the price of gold just rose right with it, right? So yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. I mean, if I'm looking at this chart, Kerry, you can see in, you know, end of 08, first part of 09, when we had this massive quantitative easing, um, the Fed's balance sheet rose quite substantially. But actually, in fact, as soon as they they started that printing press, uh, you actually see gold, in, you know, in that chart actually immediately go down in, in, in retrospect. And, and that's as it always problem. does. Exactly. And that's that's the thing that every every person scratches their head. And in my case, my head is very bald. There's nothing to scratch up there. But <laughs> it, 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 in all reality, this is this is exactly what we're seeing happening right now. When, when we look at the, the massive money printing that we had during the 08 crash of the three trillion dollars, it was over three years. Eventually, it just took several months the gold price then adjusted to the Fed's balance sheet. And by, I mean, adjusting, that's why we saw the large increases of, of the gold prices during that time, carry. right? Yeah, they run neck and neck after that first drop. So two things, let's stay on 2008 for a minute before we switch to today. 
I think it's worth taking a minute here. We always see you guys, the paper share price, i.e. the spot price is kind of connected to the paper share price, GLD, SLV. Uh, hopefully, you know what paper shares are by going through our other training. We always see that sell off, just go down right with the big market sell off. While that's when that gap starts happening between spot price and physical price. So uh, today we're talking about both. So sometimes we're going to be kind of talking about spot. Sometimes we're going to be talking about physical. Just know that physical price is always higher. It's just a matter of how much higher. And so, Ryan, back in 08, when all that happened, it took all the way to about May of 2011, right, for gold and silver prices to peak out. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, shoot, Terry, we saw silver as low as $9 right before the 08 crash. It, it went down just like everything else did. The spot price did. Um, right. By the time of May of 2011, yeah, silver was near $50 an ounce. It just has to run its course. And it's, it's, it's the whole idea behind it, Kerry. We always like to say, and we say this in our advisor training, you know, a silver dollar today buys me 10 gallons of gasoline. Well, what did gas hit in the peak of 2011? It hit $5 a gallon. I mean, go go figure. Here we are. Yeah. Yep. I remember standing at the pump at Costco and seeing that. And what you just referenced, though, where silver hit almost $50, you're talking about spot price. But listen to this, everybody. Here's answer for them the question, what were your pre-33s selling for when spot was about 50? You were having to pay almost yeah. 80, right? Yeah, it was, we hit as high as $84 a coin at that time. It's just simple organic supply and demand. Yeah. So do you guys hear that difference? That That's that organics, what we call a pure supply and demand premium over spot because people love their privacy. They want to own something that uh, that is very private. So just to recap, the point is in 2008, we as the Fed balance sheet historically first started going up and what that when you hear us say Fed balance sheet going up, that means that we're printing money out of thin air. Fed's buying all types of assets. And, and, and that's what we mean by their balance sheet is they're buying mortgages. They're buying just all this junk and toxic stuff, right? So that they started to pull some of that spending back in, in 2014, 2013. And so the Fed balance sheet kind of levels out then to 14, 15, 16, 17, and um, actually goes down a little bit in 18 and 19. Well, when it started going down, the price of gold started going up, actually. That was really cool in 19. But our real, so that gives you a little historical reference where we've always seen the counterbalance happen. Sometimes it takes time. Most of the time it takes time, as we stated in the beginning of the podcast. But here we are, Ryan, where since 2004, gold has gone up 400% and the Fed balance sheet has gone up almost 1,200%. So just to give you guys a visual, I'm looking at the chart on February of 2020, and all of a sudden the Fed balance sheet goes straight up because they printed $3 trillion in three months and then keeps going up even after that. It went straight up all the way to June of 2020 and then keeps going up all the way to this chart ends May of 2022. I mean, June, actually June of 2022. It's a very relevant chart. So there's this big gap, Ryan, between gold at, is way down and it, below it, and then the Fed balance sheet is way up. And it's that gap right there that we're saying, hey, look out. Every reason, it's, it's, it, it naturally will come together. 
Yeah, we we've got this financial hurricane coming, Kerry. I mean, it's the the market turmoil that we've seen in the in the recent you know days and months. Uh, you know, based upon what we're seeing right now, uh, buckle up. This could be just the beginning. But when when I see this large gap between the balance sheet now and compared to the gold price, or you, you we can and, and folks, we we interchangeably use gold or silver. To us, they're they're right. they're, they're twins, right? Yeah. So same gold, just for simplicity. But when I see this gap, this large this large distance between one of two things has to happen. Either the federal balance sheet has to decline substantially, which we know that it's the federal government. We know that's a very slim likelihood or the price of- Unless they default. So if they default on everything they owe and they, and they, pardon my French, screw us all and switch to a digital currency. <laughs> You're talking about mayhem, but go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but right. and, but, but all, it's not going to happen. If the mayhem does occur, though, Carrie, I can tell you there's one thing that the price of gold and silver will not be down or at these levels, that's for sure. But even yeah. the Federal Reserve balance sheet has to shrink to get back to, you know, essentially that relationship with gold or gold has to create that distance or that gap and, and slim it down. So what we're seeing here is, is we're looking at we're looking at the end of this quarter here. You know, we're looking at right now we're sitting here end of end of June and, and something has to give here. And it's going to be pretty exciting to see, Carrie. And, and if I'm a betting person, I, I know which way I'm betting on. <laughs> yeah. So let's just talk about silver, for example. Spot today is you and I are doing this here on June 17th. We'll just date this episode because it's so timely. Uh, is spots at $22, $22. Um, and your pre-33s are, are going in the mid-30s. So normal, you know, that 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 premium there, that gap was kind of established after COVID. It, you know, our pre-33s responded right away and went up 22% actually when COVID hit. Market dropped, spot price dropped, but those pre-33s, our physical went up. Uh, as well as our our IRA bullion that's held at the depository for our IRA clients, but we're in the mid 30s, and we're what we're trying to say everybody is that there's never been a better time to you know to do something, and we we're not making this podcast to create you know to try to sell anything. It's just that that's where we're at. You, so theoretically, if we if you raise that thirty, let's call it thirty five bucks times eight, eight times, that would be a silver price of 200 and something dollars. Right. Coin, right. Yep. So, and that's just simple math off of, so even if it meets it halfway, then it's a two or three times multiple of where it's at now. Right. I, I'll even go a step further, Carrie, and put it in more layman's terms. Where yeah, are please gas, do. <laughs> where are gas prices right now? Right. Uh, yeah. Average just a titch over five. Um, I, you know, the large, the large commodity funds, the large banks are predicting, you know, by Labor Day, nationwide average is going to be over six. Um, I hope that's not the case, but but here we are. We go back, we go back charts, and I've got charts going back to 1950, comparing uh, a silver dollar's price to 10 gallons of gasoline. Well, 1950, the price of a silver dollar, if you were to convert that to, you know, call it digital dollar, and and to pay with gas, that would get you 10 gallons of gasoline. In, in 2020, um, even up all the way through 2021 and, and first part of year of 2022, that same silver dollar would buy me 10 gallons of gasoline. Well, with, with all of this large disconnect, we talked about gold compared to the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. We can make that exact same comparison with silver going, hey, if we're at, call it 35 for round numbers, 
and the price of gasoline is 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 five. Well, we need we need silver right now to get to that fifty dollar number, or at least that silver dollar, just to go back to what it always has done. Okay, so that's yeah. that's an easy example that I look at and go. If, if I was, if I'm, if I'm screaming something right now, I'm saying on sale. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect example. And, you know, so at the expense of possibly getting a little too technical today, everybody, even referencing a chart on a podcast, you know, we wanted to cover that. It gives you something to go look at uh, the example Ryan just gave. And, and the purpose of this is not even to say, oh, it's going up. The purpose is to answer the question in case you have it of, Hey, the market's been dropping like a rock to come back to that. You know, since November, roughly November 15th of last year, the NASDAQ dropped has dropped 31%. So if you guys click on a year to date chart, you're going to see like 17% or so right now. But if we really go back to the peak before it started dropping, you're going to see the S&P and the NASDAQ over 30% down right now. Okay. And so um, one could easily think, and that's why we're answering this question for you. One could easily think, well, hey, why is my gold and silver not jumping up faster and higher? And we're just saying, hey, it's completely normal. You know, the old uh, example of the beach ball being held down in the deep end of the pool, that pressure is there is what we're saying. And, and we always kind of refer to the spending of the Fed as throwing gasoline on the fire. This problem already existed before they printed the $3 trillion they just, there's been a big disparity created there now. And so, you know, the likelihood of them, let's just give a quick little bonus thought, Ryan, because I was having a conversation with a client this morning, the, the likelihood of them doing any other stimulus right now, when they're trying to raise interest rates, they're trying to stall inflate, it's very unlikely, right? So it's like the Fed is backed into a corner now. Oh, and they are. The Fed is backed into a corner, you know, raising rates. Well, now uh, pretty much a, a recession is imminent here, Terry. And when you look at recession, when you look at, you know, corporations, that's when we continue to see the stock market, you know, purge that we're seeing right now. So, you know, going back to the whole premise of this episode, Kerry, gold and silver is doing exactly the way it should be compared to previous recessions and previous crashes. It always has this delay. And if, if 2008 is any other indicator uh, that we've had this delay here for the last year and a half, uh, just like we saw in 08, 09, and then it starts creeping up. And if the timeline is accurate, just like it was in 08, that points to midsummer, early fall here that we're going to start to see some price explosion. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. I hope this helped you today. Uh, it, hey, it's a long-term hold anyways. This isn't a, a, a short-term trading kind of thing, but we still like to answer these questions. Just be patient. Uh, if you want to have a chart on this, just reach out to Ryan or Nathan and his team. And what I mean is the chart of historical market downs, the, the down markets back into the 70s where gold and silver has always responded. You'll see the timelines there uh, on how it did and what we're referencing. So again, hope this helped. From Ryan and myself, have a great day and we'll see you in the next podcast.